What's up, it's boy Orcs Heat Wes here. Listen, the first five minutes of this podcast is going to be a follow-up on my previous pod about the friend zone. If you guys want to go check that one out, if you haven't already, go listen to that. But if you have, um, the next clip will make sense. It's literally just a couple of tips on specifically for guys how to approach you know a girl you really like and you're not sure how to go about that if you do know how to go about that more power to you i'm I'm really proud of people who like grow into it and, and know it almost intuitively and instinctually but a lot of guys get caught up caught up in thinking um they do know how to interact with people when they really don't and here's just some random tips i think there's about seven in this next clip just to explore after that gonna explore some other interesting topics but yeah check it out one obeying women like a little simp the thing is you truly are a little simp if you obey women in every single thing The power is in your hands. It always is. Don't give it up too early in a relationship. Once the power is passed on, you have nothing left in this life. 2. Becoming needy. We men are tuned to being cared for by women. It's mostly been our mother through a big part of our life who did that job. But as soon as we find someone outside that we form a relationship with, we take it for granted that the level of nurture and care would be the same as that meted out by the mother. Unguarded, we trust, and assumingly, we get too attached. Now getting attached comes with its baggage. We become dependent on our relationship for pretty much everything. At the same time, we let our guard loose. This has its benefits and setbacks. If someone truly loves and cares for you, she will accept you for who you completely are. Virtues and vices. If someone is working on the relationship with a held back attitude, some of your vices may put her off. It may not even be a vice. 3. Forcing her to like you. Attraction is a kind of natural feeling. It is just like any other feeling. It can last for a while, and it can be gone eventually. I have to emphasize this one more time. Attractiveness is a kind of feeling. Hence you can't convince her by logic, calculations, or any kind of data analysis. Everything has to come down to feelings. To make a girl like you, focus on becoming attractive yourself. Don't try to convince her. Acting as a nice guy, buying flowers, caring for her, worshipping her 24 hours, etc. All are a waste of time as long as she does not have a feeling for you. For confessing your feelings desperately. There were times that I thought, I would get something if I make things clear and transparent. Transparency usually is honesty, and girls will trust you on it, right? Early confession is miserable. She may not be done with her excitement, or just imagining you and her together. Throw all the confessions aside. When you are experienced, you would know when she will miserably fall for you, into your arms. Sometimes it could just be days away. 5. Becoming possessive. The thing with human nature, men especially is that we tend to become extra guarding about things we depend on. This holds true for relationships as well. The more we depend on someone, the more we tend to become possessive. Now some men know how to handle possessiveness, but most don't. This creates situations, the comfort level of which depends on how the woman takes possessiveness. 6. Becoming lazy. Life, and hence lifestyle choices these days are about seeking more dynamism. Women especially are prone to this. They constantly want something to occupy their minds. This has perhaps been the case over ages. Earlier it was community gossip, television. With technical and moral evolution, we now have access to more resources.
Becoming casual in a relationship is something that men cannot afford in most cases. Throughout nature, it is males that have to work and woo the female attention. So when you get someone to form a relationship with, it is a sort of victory over other males. A side note winning. If you will, women do not have to work this way and hence do not understand the gravity of what getting her means to the man. The this is it mindset creates a comfort level for men and can work against you in a shallow relationship. Women are constantly getting hit upon and have a string of choices at their disposal at any given time. Guys, the this is it attitude can really break your back along with your heart. Anytime and you wouldn't have even seen it coming. 7. Never seeking help. Many people never seek help and do things on their own terms. I admit that relying on our own is good. However, over self-reliant on the important stuff. Especially when you are not very good at it is dangerous. You better seek help from the experts. Are people important to you? I think if you say no means you have some serious issues in relationships. Don't seek a solution within your own limited capacity. Seek help, knowledge, guidance from the experts. That's how you can get better results and reach your goals faster. I just wanted to mention that um, you don't necessarily have to agree with any of these clips. I think they're just there as a basis for ideas that are meant to be explored and assessed and critically analyzed so that you yourself can live a better life once again. This is for the boys. Shout out. There's a few interesting clips back to back and I'll probably just wrap it up after that. As a follow up to uh, the clip that I just played, I really want to speak about GBV, gender-based violence and sexual violence, trigger warning, sorry, but I really wanted to address some of this stuff because there is the subtle violence where people who are not socially calibrated can end up, you know, offending, at worst, traumatizing, at real bad intersections, really leaving someone feeling emotionally and physically abused, you know, in their attempts to actually genuinely connect or like have a relationship with someone and I'd like to think that things are getting better but there are still so many cases of abuse out there and people are still going missing people are still being for lack of better word raped out here in this world and, and it's important to address these things when we were speaking about the good stuff, like trying to have a genuine connection with someone and build a relationship. It's scary. It's scary because everyone, hopefully, hopefully everyone has a female in their life, a, a woman that they care about, that they would like to see protected and taken care of and treated with respect throughout their life and in society and this is just really a plea to empathy on everybody's part towards these people <laughs> to these people and and when i say these people i don't mean it in a objectifying way or like a because you know these there they like it's such a exclusionary term sometimes even in a way you know it even feels wrong 
when speaking about these kind of things because I feel like it's about self-care, self-love, self-respect. We are all one corpus. We're all cells of a wider body, which is the human race, and we should treat ourselves with respect, dignity, and care at every junction, at every point. If anything, we all can say we've been in a point of actual disrespect towards ourselves in, in, in this sort of context. And moving forward, I just feel that there's a great opportunity for us as, as people to, to shift. Like, there really is no need for any case of abuse anywhere because... I can tell even the people who have exerted their power and, you know, claimed something from someone, those people don't then live a fulfilled life after that. There is no fulfillment after that. After doing something atrocious and terrible, there is no calming point post those actions. Only thing that does happen is that they either further compound into their life of of abuse and abusing or they live with this guilt that now even confuses every single action that they do post that action and this is even something that i would like young boys and young men to really get into them into their brains is that you gain nothing sexual gratification only lasts however long the action lasts and there's some really brutal stuff out there like people who would like to trap women and keep them as gratification objects even in that like the gratification only lasts the point that you're trying to gratify and then and then what now you have to go out there and continue to be a darker more brooding entity than you were you have to live with that you have to live with that even if you're <laughs> beyond psychopathy and you have no remorse there's still something that weighs on you as a physical weight and it's it's horrible it's horrible i don't know what further action can be taken then simply firstly as an entity self control secondly as a person practicing discipline and respect thirdly as a person not like in the pepsi ad or whatever ad that was where the guy was like hey i think it was gillette where he's like hey man that's not the way like there's obviously a cheap corporate and almost borderline disrespectful way of trying to be respectful there's a genuine empathetic and also stern way to actually be you know, protective of people around you and protecting even your friends from themselves. Moving forward, I would like to see myself be better. I'm not going to put any pressure on anybody listening to this. Everybody is responsible for what they can touch within their immediate surroundings. And yeah, just showing care and compassion moving forward because that is the most powerful thing. Like, that's really what gets things done in this dimension and gets us elevating to the next level just had to put this 
I don't know what you'd call this disclaimer into this part because I feel like it needs to be said. And be genuine with people. What like what purpose is non-genuine interactions? Like, does it really um does it really accomplish anything? Even the most Casanova type entity, you know, someone who's really out here making love to women back to back to back, having sex, like even they have to be compassionate in their attempts to woo people because that's the only way i think to actually just genuinely link with someone um obviously there's men and women who have at this stage you know um sensitized or desensitized themselves into relationships where they feel like they need to just have that gratification aspect but hey i mean i guess that's another topic for another day but that's me my thoughts feminism nowadays will claim that women are independent strong and individual thinkers this is not the absolute case obviously many women exhibit these qualities and i believe that all women should strive to as well but women will seat all their pride in the face of a true strong alpha male She'll drop everything she's worked for and serve this man on both knees. Such is female nature. The issue, however, is that strong alpha men are a rare breed nowadays. There just aren't enough men out there that make women want to drop their every ambition to be by his side. And because of this, we've seen the rise of dominant, feminist empowering women. Women who claim they don't need to serve a man, and will serve themselves first. There are a few key elements to becoming this coveted high-value man that women want to serve. First, a woman will not serve a man who only exists to serve her. The kind of guy who puts women on a pedestal, views them as the ultimate goal, and showers them with their every wish. This is the kind of guy that ends up broke while his girl cheats on him. A woman doesn't want to be the prize, she wants to be with the prize. She wants to feel like she can give herself up completely to this cause that is her man. But if her man makes his girl the prize, then it shows he has nothing else of value to pursue. It sends the subliminal message that she's more valuable than him. And this is a huge turnoff for women. Next, you have to put yourself and your ambitions on a pedestal. Not a girl, but your vision. Furthermore, you have to be clear that nothing comes before them. When your girl exists to serve you, she might not understand this vision, but she can blindly trust that you know what you're doing. This is the kind of guy a woman can get behind. One that's purpose-driven and principle-based. She understands she doesn't come first in the relationship, and that her purpose is to support. But she's willing to make this sacrifice to be at the side of such a man. In fact, she's entirely willing to play a supportive role while her man paves the path to their combined success. Lastly, women want to serve a man that gives them a sense of security. If he makes her feel safe and secure in this big, dangerous world, then a woman can rest easy putting all her trust in her man. She'll know she doesn't have to do any worrying herself, because he's by her side. He'll take care of all the life's difficulties while she can sit back and live peacefully. Moreover, she'll give him everything he requests because he's her protector. She'll willingly serve him, because it directly ensures her own survival. Traditionally, this is called survival of the fittest. Where the fittest men are seen as the best protectors, and thus highly sought out. However, due to modern-day capitalism, 
Survival of the fittest has become survival of the richest. The idea holds constant throughout time, the only difference is that rich men are now viewed as the best protectors. Ultimately, all of these ideas and conclusions I've reached can be arrived at by studying human nature. By studying the prior conditions humans endured, and how they've evolved to where we are today. While the world has undeniably changed over the past few thousands of years, these fundamental principles of human nature hold true. They've stood the test of time. And therefore, studying, understanding, and internalizing these concepts at a deep level will prove fruitful for the remainder of your life. Don't even look at women. As you go through life, you'll face much temptation. Whether it be food, media, drugs, whatever. The world is out to get you. It's trying to distract you at every turn. And women are no different. As proof, just observe the way they dress. And how it's changed in the past 10 years. It's gotten significantly more provocative. They want you to look at them. But remember, girls of this nature are just another distraction. Another obstacle to take you off your purpose. Another stimulus to keep you in a cycle of stagnation. You have a fundamental purpose for existing. But getting distracted by every girl wearing makeup and short shorts brings you farther from it. I don't mean to say never look at, talk to, or engage with women. Far from it, actually. I'm only reminding you that most modern-day girls are just attention-seeking self-validators. And a majority of them don't provide anything besides their looks. The only way they can provide value is through their appearance. They know it too. Why else would they dress like that? Why else would they invest in cosmetic surgeries? The sincerely interesting, high-value women don't feel such desires because they know their worth. They know they're beautiful on the inside, and that's what counts. Every time you avoid looking at a woman you subliminally place yourself higher than her. You assert your self-love above your desire for stimulation. Because looking at women is stimulating. It's addicting. Especially with the way they dress nowadays. When you constantly sneak peeks at women you're just tempting yourself. Pleasuring yourself, on a small scale. Just like with masturbating. But when you consistently resist these temptations, you send your mind subconscious messages. You affirm to yourself that your existence is more meaningful than her looks. That your life and purpose resonate stronger than your primitive desires. You tell yourself that what you have to offer is more valuable than anything this beautiful woman does. So much so, that she's not even deserving of your glance. This is a powerful affirmation to tell yourself. You're constantly reminding yourself that you have more to offer through internal richness, than a woman has to offer through external appearance. That you're higher up in this dynamic. That she's of subordinate value, and not even worthy of your glance. Additionally, over time, this practice fundamentally changes how you perceive women. Eventually, you'll start seeing them as real human beings instead of as sexual objects. It sounds really harsh, I know. But that's what modern-day media and adult videos have done to our minds. We've been brainwashed into only seeing the superficial about women. But when you avoid sneaking perverted glances at women, your brain will begin to rewire itself. To the extent that when you finally do talk to a woman and make eye contact with her, your gaze will pierce through her. She'll be taken aback by how you look upon her. As a real person with a unique story, instead of as just an object to be mated with. It will be entirely subconscious, of course. She won't know it, but she'll be enamored by your striking eye contact and authentic conversation. She'll leave the encounter and can't help but wonder what about you is different. Why were you unlike all the other guys in her life? Lastly, I want to say I believe this is a practice reserved for only the highest status men. 
only true champions have both the discipline and respect to resist the lure of women in our day and age. Take, for example, UFC legend Khabib Nurmagomedov. In his interviews with hot female reporters, he averts his gaze. He does this out of respect and because it's his practice. But he's able to do it because he's among the most disciplined men to ever walk this planet. It's taught him how to behave amongst women and show them the ultimate respect. Now I'm not saying you should move through life accordingly. I'm only proving this is a habit fit for kings. A habit for men who know their value and don't need women to validate it. Stop trying to be confident. The truth is, you either deserve confidence or you don't. And confidence is earned over time only one way. Confidence is endowed subconsciously by your mind as you witness the efforts you put into life. Let me rephrase. Your brain knows how confident you should be based on the efforts you've put in throughout your life. Let's say you spend all your time playing video games and eating junk food. In what world could you ever be confident? How could you ever expect your mind to think of yourself confidently while it knows all you've ever done is seek comfort? At the end of the day, confidence comes from capability. From knowing what you could do now or what you could learn to do. A man is confident with women because he knows he's capable with them from past experiences. An academic is confident learning a new subject because of how many times he's done it before. Confidence doesn't come from a single point in time. It's derived as an integral over a period of time. Let me emphasize my point with an example. A strong man is confident not because of his strength, but because of all the workouts he endured in order to become strong. I'll talk through a hypothetical to further illustrate my point. Right now, you probably don't have the body you desire. And maybe you look at other people, whether they're models, actors, or athletes, and wish you had what they have. Don't feel targeted, you're not alone. I was there too. You say to yourself, if only I had their body, I'd be the most confident person in the world. I'd easily approach any girl in the room and instantly charm her. I mean, who couldn't, looking like that? But the reality is, you wouldn't be able to. No matter how good your face or body looked, you wouldn't have any such confidence. Instead, you might gain a small, instant boost of confidence, which will slowly fade as you realize that who you are, yourself, has not fundamentally changed. That you're still the same guy. That you haven't put in the thousands of workout sessions, tearing up your muscle fibers to truly deserve that body. You don't really know what it takes to earn it. Furthermore, your brain will also subconsciously know this because it has recollection of all of your life's work and experiences. And it will say that regardless of how you look, you haven't done anything to merit such confidence. No matter how much you try to fake it, you can't fool yourself. Therefore, no matter how big or strong you may be, you will not have the confidence you so desire. You might think what I'm saying is crazy, but here's the non-hypothetical proof. You have these people in life. Naturally attractive, good body, tall, but have never had to work for it. They were just blessed out of the womb. And guess what? Many of them are insecure and unconfident. And it's because they themselves have never had to work for what they possess. They've never known what it takes to earn it. In short, they don't know their own capabilities. And you might look at them and imagine they must be the most confident person in the world, when in reality this could not be farther from the truth. So what's my real life, practical advice? 
set a goal for yourself and accomplish it. Doesn't have to be anything substantial or arduous. Something like swinging across a set of monkey bars or successfully making a box jump. But most importantly, understand that it's not completing the goal that will give you confidence. It's the process of completing it that will. It's the process of overcoming adversity towards achievement. You can't cheat this process. When you put in true, genuine effort to complete your goal, your brain will register this fact. It will acknowledge the hard work you've put in to gain a new capability. And through that, and only that, can you ever build confidence. This whole post might have been a letdown to some. To those looking for a shortcut, a quick fix, a simple solution to lifelong confidence. And instead, I'm saying that you can't fake confidence, that there is no shortcut, and that the only way through is years of hard work. I understand why you might feel disappointed. I too was once in your shoes, reading online confidence guides looking for quick fixes to a better life. However, only once I accepted that hard work is the reality of life did I start to see any kind of improvement with it. But don't despair, there is a silver lining among this all. After you've truly put yourself through hardship and emerged the other side stronger, you'll be more confident. And whatever you do moving forward, you can't change these past actions. They're cemented in your mind. They're forever a part of you. And therefore, the confidence gained through such actions is permanent. It's irreversible. The confidence you gain in life remains with you forever. As the oft-misunderstood Lil Wayne says, confidence is a stain they can't wipe off. You must understand. The real you is not your mind. The real you is the one who is observing the thoughts that pop up in your mind. The real you is that silent observer that presents desires to you. The real you gives you hunches and inspiration. It is the one silently directing your life but is suffering greatly due to your uncontrolled thinking. Because it is a slave to your mind. It should be the other way around. But alas, most people believe that their mind is the sole authority. Conscious mind's only job is to process information received from the five senses. It is not the one that makes up your personality. It is not the one that presents feelings and emotions. It only interprets, compares, and predicts. It is nothing more than a machine, akin to a computer. It is the real you who is regulating your body. Healing your wounds. Giving you visions that haven't even occurred yet. It is your soul and the subconscious mind that is bringing every single thing that you experience in your life. This is the only secret that the rich and enlightened know and the masses are ignorant of. Masses are being ruled by their conscious mind. Well the 1% rule their conscious mind. As it should be. Because conscious mind when left unchained will bring all kinds of havoc. All unwanted in your life is the result of your uncontrolled thinking on infinite number of things all day long. There is abundance of literature stating that as man thinketh, so is he. But masses do not really dive into this statement and understand its essence. Because they think that mind is uncontrollable. I am mind. Which is completely false. You are not your mind. You are that silent awareness behind the mind that is observing everything. And that silent being that is looking from your eyes, smelling from your nose. 
and experiencing this life in this body of yours. That is who you are. You have the complete power to deny or reject every single thought that your mind presents that you do not accept. You can only choose to accept the thoughts that feel good to you and lead you where you want to be. But the problem of a common person is that he or she immediately identifies with every single thought that their mind presents to them. This is where the life of uncontrollable chaos and circumstances begins. Because our subconscious mind is a slave to our conscious mind. It does not have a will of its own. It takes every thought that you accept in your conscious mind to be its next command. And so, if you are waking up in the morning, and the first thought in your mind is that I don't have enough money to pay my rent this month, then the subconscious hears that you don't have enough money. So, it will make sure that this statement becomes true, even more so. This is the very reason that the poor seem to stay the same or get into even worse situation. And the rich seem to keep acquiring more wealth. Simply because the rich are deliberate thinkers. They simply disregard any thought that doesn't align with their vision. While a common man obeys every single bad advice of his conscious mind, like it's a sacred text from heavens. The number one cause of bad health is wrong habit of thinking. Because our soul is all love, health, and abundance. But when you accept thoughts that deny the soul to express itself in its true essence, you are causing a huge rift between your soul and your body. Hence, bad health and all sorts of disease knock on your door. Your soul knows that you have access to absolute abundance, but you are accepting the thoughts of lack by continuously affirming that I don't have enough. I can't be financially free. This causes the soul to suffer and is presented in your body as a strong feeling of dread and sadness. Every single feeling is generated from your soul, not your mind. Your mind is just interpreting it to your body. And your body undergoes stress that leads to all kinds of disease. It is as simple as that. Your feelings are generated by your soul because of harmonious or discordant thoughts. Therefore, when you consciously affirm that you have a strong body and you are absolutely healthy, you feel good because this is a true thought that your soul resonates with. But some of us have corrupted our souls because of prolonged negative thinking. So, it may take some time for your affirmation to feel real and true to your body. But rest assured. If you persist, you can overturn every single condition of your life simply by accepting true thoughts that resonate with your soul. The common misconception is that a true thought is what is presented with evidence from reality to be true. That I am broke simply because my bank account reflects it. But any thought that makes you feel sad or dreaded is not a true thought. Because the truth is that there is no shortage in the universe of any kind. And your soul knows it. So, when you affirm that my bank account may not reflect it, but I was born with absolute abundance, and all I have to do is allow it. And abundance will flood my way. This is a true thought. And your soul affirms and agrees with it. And so, you begin to feel abundant. Therefore, you start to attract abundance. Your joy comes back. You affirm with more conviction. And this momentum is taken to the subconscious mind. Consequently, due to the purity of these thoughts, your subconscious mind will immediately accept them. And all you have to do is sit back and enjoy the miracles that will begin to appear out of nowhere in your life. So long as you keep affirming the truth and denying the fallacies from your conscious mind. Don't worry about how your desire will come into being. That's not your job. The source or universe will guide you to perfect circumstance and action. That will be in complete harmony with your life. The effort that you must make will be directed by the divine. It will be of ease to get you what you want seamlessly. You just have to tame your conscious mind. 
Your mind is just a tool. So, start to use it as such. You are the master, not the slave. It is about time you take charge and begin to think deliberately. And the universe will all of a sudden become extremely kind and generous to you. in control of our destinies we are in control of how we treat other people and how they treat us and ultimately how society shapes itself through our own behaviors that's been it for me all seat wears all i can say is bless good afternoon good evening and good night